It takes money. All right. Well, if I ever have a threesome with John Hamm and Jeff Chicken, I'll just call it the Meat Lovers. For all we know, he doesn't even have a penis. So you're more comfortable with banana cannibalism than you are with just accepting a banana from a guy in sweatpants. Yeah, Jeets. She gave me some thing. Way Seaboat. Queen Radio. What? Ramblings. You know the light in the fridge? Yes. <laughs> the one that comes on when you open the door? Yeah, I do. I'm intimately familiar. I don't know why I paused. Yes. Yeah, it seems like I uh, broke your brain already. Yeah, I don't I'm know like, why I was confused. That Especially like, it's not like there's several. I'm like, which one? <laughs> yeah, no, the light. Well, I think our fridge light. doesn't have one. So maybe that's what I momentarily paused around. around. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> the only reason your fridge wouldn't have one is because the bulb's broken. Like, it's not a new invention. Oh, yeah, our fridge is super broken. Have I told you about how our fridge came to be our fridge? No. So I moved into a share house like, what, two, three years ago now? Maybe a bit longer, like okay. 20, I want to say 2017. And we didn't have, none of us had a fridge. The girl that was moving out when I moved in took the household's fridge. So I was like, oh, we'll try and source one through, what's it called? Gumtree or something like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like Facebook Marketplace or eBay or whatever. Anyway, so I just put up on my Facebook, hey, is anyone selling one of these? And my friend was like, hey, my friend's giving one away for free. And I was like, yeah, Freeworks. He's like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's super old. And I'd say it's from like the 90s. But he's like, it works fine. And it does. But it was a house of two vegans and a vegetarian being me. And the guy who gave it to us, it was his game fridge. (laughs) What, is he like hunting elk or something? Yeah. Like funny you should say that. He's an American guy, as in literally from America and moved over here. And Most of them are from America. Yeah, that is true. I guess he's still, I guess, like, not of American descent. Like, he was grew up throughout most of his life and came in the last couple of years. Yeah, I guess he's still super into hunting and goes out hunting, and that's his hunting fridge where, like, chopped up animal carcasses were until he gave it to us. And he, what, just needed a bigger one? He was catching too many uh, foxes or whatever they do? Well, I th- he's, like... I think he's relatively well off. So I think he was like, I can finally upgrade my hunting fridge. And we're like, we'll take it for our main fridge. Okay. So he didn't like... (laughs) This is the difference in our positions in life. He didn't have a change of heart and he's like, you know what? I'm giving up this lifestyle. I'm going vegan. I need a hunting fridge. He's like, no, no, no. I just need a bigger, better hunting fridge. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, my dead deers deserve more than this. (laughs) I need a light to survey all the things that I've murdered with my own bare hands. Because the light doesn't work. <laughs> I don't think you know how hunting works. <laughs> no, he needs a light to see all no, the stuff he's murdered. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how they, you know, actually hunt a, a oh, deer look, or whatever. Oh, look, Ben, I know how hunting works. You hide in the bushes. When one gets close enough, you leap out and strangle it to death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a lot different to uh, the stories my grandpa told me, but I'll take your word for it. It's essentially like gardening, except a little more violent. Uh, okay. Well, my, my point in bringing this up was, why is there no freezer light? This is true. Maybe if you've got a super high-end freezer, then you might have a light. Well, it. I think we've all revealed that I don't. Yeah, and I certainly don't. It seems like <laughs> such a basic thing. Like, it's exactly the same as the fridge component. I guess because I'm not midnight snacking from the freezer. You think people are more likely to open the fridge at night than the freezer? Yeah, I think so. Like, I've just got to... 
and not want to turn on any other lights. Yes. I think you surreptitiously access the fridge more often than you surreptitiously access the freezer. That's my thought. But even if it just happens, the reason that this came to my mind is because last night I was in this very scenario. You were trying to sneak something out of the freezer? Well, not sneak, but I'm like watching TV. The lights are all off. We've got like an ambiance going here. And now I have Romantic. to open. Very. Me and Julian know how to, uh, <laughs> how to watch Netflix. But now my options are either to rummage around through the freezer in complete darkness or turn on the kitchen light. And uh, I feel like this is a problem that can be very easily solved with an internal light. Why are you rummaging in the... I mean, Ben, I have an internal light. It's not your fault that you're broken <laughs> inside. <laughs> Why are you rummaging in the freezer? I was just wanting an ice cream. Oh, okay, an ice cream. Yeah, that would be like, I guess, the one thing that's in the freezer that you don't then have to make in some way. Because my thoughts were, I guess most things, 90% of stuff that you have in the freezer, you're going to have to do something else with anyway. So you're going to have to event, like I'm not going to be popping a Pop-Tart in the dark. Could fly anywhere. Got to have my hands ready for the inaugural catch. Do you keep your Pop-Tarts in the fridge? Is this what I'm learning? Or is that just a bad example? Where do Pop-Tarts live? In the pantry. I did can't really i thought they were frozen i have no idea i don't think i've had a pop tart since i was like seven are they good they say i also haven't had a pop tart in so long because they only sell the the frosted ones now like at least in australia it's really hard to get a an original pop tart like i always used to like the cinnamon and the strawberry flavors which is basically just like right pastry and some goo but now it's like (laughs) All of that shit dipped in frosting and sprinkles and all marshmallow and all this kind of stuff. It's like it's too much. I don't, I don't need it to be dessert. Yeah, no. Yeah. The ones I had were chocolate. It kind of did have, I think it had like something on top possibly, but it wasn't like all that. Yeah. They're no, she's all thatted. They've she's all thatted Pop-Tarts. They took off her nerdy librarian glasses and cut her hair. Which I would be fine with if <laughs> I could still get Pop-Tart classics. And uh, right. seemingly that's out of the question. Like, basically, if you want to get Pop-Tarts in general, you have to go to the American fast food shop. So it's like 15 bucks for a box of Pop-Tarts, which is already outrageous. Yeah. So I'm certainly not paying that for a box that I'm not partial to. Going to really enjoy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, my problem with Pop-Tarts... Funny you should raise this 27 years <laughs> later. You don't know where to store them. They're always yeah, frozen. What's the deal? Number one, why are Pop-Tarts so cold? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number two, I didn't like that they were so biscuity on the edge and there wasn't filling. They went all the way to the edge. Oh, okay. You want essentially like a... Like I didn't like the crispy... Like I felt that I had to endure some before I could enjoy it and that annoyed me. Yeah, you want like a, a s'more of Pop-Tarts. I want to... If I'm eating something, yeah. I want to have fun the entire time. <laughs> so do you have the same problem with a uh, like a sub? Like you're going to have like excess bread on the end that doesn't have filling. See, I don't seem to have that much problems. I have not noticed that with sub. I guess because I'm a vegetarian, like they tend, salad tends to go to the edge. Like, you've got to eat a while till you get to a meatball, I'm guessing. But salad has good coverage. Mm, okay. What about a... Salad uh, is the Telstra of Subway fillings. 
Uh, I'm sure. Coverage even in the outer areas. I'll, I'll have to uh, get Subway to adopt that slogan. <laughs> Please do. What about pizza? Do you eat your crusts? I do, yeah, but we usually get stuffed crust. Mm, okay, you're, you're dedicated yeah. to, uh, I, you know, you're true to your word. I don't, I, well, I would probably stop eating if not because I just don't want to eat plain bread. I don't buy pizza to be like, can't wait to eat plain bread. No, no, I'm with you there, but I'm just trying to see how deep this rabbit hole goes and uh, seemingly it deep. goes all the way. Oh, all the way. I don't know where, where do rabbit holes usually end up is what I was going to say. I was like straight to the Warren. <laughs> <laughs> what? Right to the, what are baby but, well, like rabbits called? I think they're just called rabbit babies. <laughs> are they? Rabbit babies. Right to the rabbit babies. Uh, what? Are, I'm going to look this up. While you're doing that, let me start the show. What's up, everybody? This is Ben, and uh, you're listening to Insane Ramblings, episode 218, a very windy episode. Uh, no yeah. hidden oh, reason. I hear you. It's just fucking windy outside right now. Yeah, no. I thought you were going to go back to run chat, but okay. Uh, kitten bunny kit is the answer for uh, baby rabbits. What? It's called a kitten? Or A kitten, a kit, or a bunny. Yeah, that's, that's too many. But I don't mostly know, stick to kitten. One. Okay, kitten. yeah, because like bunny doesn't sound very scientific. That's just like what kids call rabbits. Yeah. Uh, while we're on that nomenclature track, I looked up mm-hmm. this week the word for being afraid of sharks, like shark phobia. Oh, my dad, yeah. Is, is he afraid of sharks? You know he is. He doesn't like swimming on the beach because of Jaws. No, I, I, I didn't know this. It's like every time really? you bring up Rodney, I find like a, There's new, a new bizarre fact. Yeah, the Warren just keeps going deeper, as it were. <laughs> we're not at the kits yet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's terrified of sharks. He hates swimming at the beach because of sharks. I mean, he doesn't hate it. It's not like flying. Like, he hates flying. But he can't not think about the threat of sharks if he's in the water. But nothing ever happened to him. He just saw Jaws and was like, well, that's the last time I He watched the movie Jaws and was traumatized. Yes, that's exactly right. (laughs) He literally traces it back to seeing Jaws. And now he has a shark fear. When it first came out or this was... Years later. No, I think like at the cinema from what, like when he, I don't know, in his 20s or whatever when it came out. Like he's had a shark phobia for as long as I have known him. And I was like, well, what are you going to do if sharks learn to walk? And he's like, no, that's fine. Then they're in my territory. But he's like, they've got the advantage in the water. <laughs> <laughs> it's what he said to me. I just read a book about this very scenario about, you know, all the really? yeah, sharks and ocean creatures coming to walk on land, so I'll have to uh, send it on to Rodney. Yeah, I think I found some dumb, like, article. or not dumb article, but, like, weird animal article about that happening or about how they found, like, some fishes are growing legs again and sent it to him, and he's like, that's fine. Like, I have the upper hand on the land. Like, let them. Then I can, you know, rid the seas. But it's when they're in the ocean and I'm in the ocean, I'm out of my depth, literally and figuratively, is how he seems to be thinking of it. Oh, yeah, well, certainly... If I put a shark on land, he's not much of a threat. But No, that's what he yeah. said. <laughs> but uh, he's, he's definitely got the advantage on me in the water. That is true. But it is, yes. it is interesting that he could go at least 20 or so years of his life and be totally cool with it. And I guess when he saw the movie, was just thinking like, oh shit, I've been so careless. I can't believe I haven't been eaten by a shark yet. 
I don't know what his thoughts were around that, around like, oh my God, should I have been? Well, funny you should say that actually. I Maybe he just hadn't had the chance because my dad also was born in a town that is like its claim to fame, which is nothing, is <laughs> being the furthest town in Australia from the ocean. Oh, wow. So this may have been like one of his first experiences of the sea. Yeah, okay. I think that's like probably got more to do with it. Like he didn't grow up around the ocean and then... When he finally saw the movie, he was like, well, I guess I'm never going in there. I guess that's what happens at the yeah. sea. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that is the explanation, actually, because I think he was living in Bondi at the time. Oh, well, then I guess that theory is out the window. <laughs> but yeah, just like to, I guess, help him uh, acclimatise his later fears, he was born as far as possible in Australia, away from the ocean. And what about this fear of flying? Did this come from a movie as well, or that's just another... Thing that he decided to rule out? No, he's always had that. It's another weird thing about Rodney. Whenever we talk about, like, because he went on, like, the longest flight of his life, not obviously not mine, to Perth, which is, like, five hours, I think. Yeah. And I was like, but you flew to Perth. That was five hours. And he's like, your mother made me, like, angrily every time. <laughs> he was just, like, <laughs> like did she... white-knuckling it the whole way. Well, well, yeah, it sounds like she had him at, like, gunpoint or she was like, I'll poison the children if you don't get on this plane <laughs> or something. So, and then that was the last flight he ever went on because he was already terrified of flying and then there was really bad turbulence. And kids, I think, are evil. I have a theory that all kids are terrorists. Okay. Um, and I was a kid once and we just, like, you not. I just don't think you're as aware of your mortality either. So we thought it was hilarious that there was such bad, what's it called? Such bad. Turbulence. Turbulence, thank you. Because it was bothering Rodney so much. So we were just egging it on. See, that's funny because I, I could see that going the exact opposite way. Like, it doesn't scare you until you see how terrified your dad, who, uh, let's remind people, was once a cage fighter. <laughs> so I would imagine not much phases him. But this is like the one time that you see him terrified. I, w- I would take it going like, holy shit, like, we're all going to die. But you're like, no. no I don't know. We were like, this him. is hilarious. Yeah, yeah pretty much. A, you're like, a- this is our one chance. <laughs> Like, this again is the guy who ran outside when we, he thought we heard gunshots because someone might be hurt. Yeah, he... And I was like, yeah, us if we run outside. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to not fly because he's scared of the turbulence. He just doesn't want you to mock him mercilessly once again. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely... He's a man of uh, of uh, conundrums. Like, he... He's not frightened of being shot or fighting people, but he's afraid of sharks and flying. All right. All right. Well, it's good to uh, know that the man has a weakness. It's really weird because obviously, like, the fact that he's not completely fearless means obviously, like, he's not, like, just laughing in the face of death or, like, I don't care if I die or nothing can get me. He's just really off about what is considered dangerous. Yeah. All right, let's get back to uh, shark phobia. Oh, yeah. So I Googled this because, I don't know, it just popped into my head. I'm like, oh, I don't know the term. Oh, I for... thought I must have mentioned it, no, no, that Rodney just, was afraid of sharks, um, but yeah, go on. This was just during the week. I uh, uh, just, yeah, I was like, I, I don't know. There's got to be a term for that. And of course there is. Always. But this is the definition that pops up when you Google what is the word for shark phobia. The term mm-hmm. galeophobia is derived from the Greek word galeos. And so, like, so far, I'm like, okay, galeophobia, I got my answer. But 
then when you keep reading, I was a little more... It's like, Galeos is Greek for massive pussy who won't go into the ocean. <laughs> it says, shark with markings resembling those on a weasel. That's what Galeos means. Oh. Yeah. So, like, the Greeks saw a weasel... And then once, like, you know, years later saw a shark and they're like, well, you know what? That's the giant water weasel. (laughs) Uh, And phobos meaning fear. Galeophobia Mm. is also sometimes used as the alternate term for oliriophobia, fear of cats, because the Greek word galeos is derived from galei, a Greek meaning polecat and weasel. So... Oh my god! We got to come up with a new word for this. Like, it can't be the same as, oh yeah, I could be scared of cats, or I could be scared of weasels, or I could be scared of sharks. Did they just run out of words in Greece? Like, they're like, we've used literally every single syllable possible. We're gonna have to recycle some of these. <laughs> no, I think they think that sharks are water weasels. <laughs> I'm down with that. Why not? I mean, kind of. I see where they're similar, coming from. Some of them have similar stripes, I guess. Maybe <laughs> Greek, Greek sharks might. But Well, I guess like Greeks, Greece was pretty ancient. So they were naming a lot of stuff for the first time. That's got to take a toll. Yeah, they phoned that one in is all I'm saying. Like- <laughs> <laughs> well, I can see why. I mean, aside from China... Like, who was there before? Here we go. I'll see if my partner knows in the background. Aside from, like, Chinese civilization, who was around before Greek civilization? Do you know? People like the Mayans or Native Americans or Aboriginal Australians, they were all around a long time ago. Right, but they're not having that much contact with the Greek people. I would say none, (laughs) probably. Yeah, but, like, apparently there were a few around, like the Phoenicians um, and the Mycenaeans and the Sumerians were around... In the same area as the Greece. So that, as the Greece. But why did we adopt this word? Like, I applaud the ancient Greeks for going like, hey. I was wrong, I guess. I thought they were doing all the heavy lifting, but they had had backs to stand on. So I take back my sympathy. Yeah, like if the, you know, the Incans or the Mayans or something, they might not have seen a shark. I mean, yeah, if there was a dumb word in Chinese or something, it's like, well, fair enough. Like, you were naming the entire world, I guess. Or like, yeah, ancient indigenous language. It's like, well, I guess you guys are pretty isolated. You have to think of a word for <laughs> everything. Some of them are going to be less inspired than others. Yeah, but we've had like thousands of years now to evolve the English language and be like, you know what? We've settled on it. It's galeophobia. We're good. No, we're going back to the drawing board on that one, I think. <laughs> what do you want to go with? There's just got to be a better word for shark that is like scientific sounding, but not also meaning something completely different. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, it, it's giant teethophobia. <laughs> okay. There's also salashophobia. Yeah, so that came up Which as sounds well, a lot better. Which, I like that. Yeah. But like, that seems to be in second position in terms of accepted terminology all right well i mean we can try to switch them over because slashophobia i don't even know if that's how you say it but that sounds pretty intense yeah all right well let's uh, try and get that one to catch on all right i feel like uh once again we have to do a quarantine update as is oh definitely the uh case in 2020 since our last episode i guess there's been a lot of not actual changes but discussion of changes 
Uh, yeah, when you say there's been a lot of a lot of what, Ben? There's been a lot of people saying there might be changes soon. <laughs> a lot of um, hope given with. Uh, well, I was surprised by how many people I know who are like, oh, what a letdown. I was hoping something would happen. I was like, that is pretty much exactly what I was expecting. Oh, fuck. Did you hear that? Oh, are you all right? Yeah, I did. What happened? I think like, because like I said, it's fucking windy. <laughs> I think. Oh, my God. Wind must have just... It's not windy here at really? all. It sounds like. But that's what it was like. Remember that night when I was like, oh, my God, our window broke. That's what it was like at this house. Like it was like that, but like over and over. Like, yeah, boom, right. Boom, 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 like that. Well, I assumed the wind just you like. You need to like check anything are you okay no I, th- I think what happens like we're basically in a wind tunnel up here so if you have like a window open yeah. and you leave it open for like half a second and the door is open like the bedroom door will just get slammed shut slam shut yeah. well the problem we have is i mean the problem we have i'm gonna sound like such a wanker the problem we have is we directly face the ocean <laughs> with nothing in the way <laughs> um so ours like the wind obviously will come straight off the water and straight onto our house with no wind block. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Like I've had the uh, the door frame essentially like explode off its oh. off the wall itself just because the door gets slammed shut like that. So uh, yeah, it can catch you off guard for sure. Yeah, that's intense. Yeah. So if there's a constant drone in the background or any more ginormous bangs during the uh, course of this podcast, uh, just uh, cross your fingers and hope no one died. (laughs) So basically, yeah, the uh, government yesterday outlined their plans for the next several months of Mm. easing out of uh, the current restrictions. And uh, yeah, so the gist is we've got like... A couple more weeks of stage four, but uh, <laughs> now we've got into like the subcategory. So like we've been in stage four for at least like six what, weeks, five yeah. weeks or something. Oh uh, yeah. Five. Um, sorry. Yeah. At the end of this yeah. week, six weeks, which was the original, yeah. like we're going into stage four for six weeks. And so we've got that extended by a few more uh, weeks, but now they've got a four step plan. So we're going to stage four. Step one <laughs> next. Yeah, exactly. It's like, they, like they're really like whenever this happens again. Let's hopefully it doesn't. But just say like fifty years from now, right? There's mm-hmm. uh, another pandemic or like something similar. We've well, got they to seem get... to happen like a hundred years apart or so. Right. So. so we need to understand what the steps are going to be before they just go like, "Hey, we're in step. We're in phase three next week." Well, because... yeah, because when this also happened, he was like, before we even got to stage four, there was a lot of rumor like Victoria could go to stage four, but that didn't mean anything. Yeah, it's like, okay. Uh, like, it's basically what, what like, if, if things don't get better, we're going to stage moon blob. Like, you yeah, might as well, exactly. you know? <laughs> I agree. There obviously needs to be, like, clearly outlined pandemic stages so you know what to expect. Because stage three that we're going back to is definitely different from the stage three going in. Well, I think that's why they're, why they're not calling it stage three. They're calling it like step, like step one. one. Yeah. Yeah. The stages are out the window and now we've got the steps. And so then they'll be like, all right, well, uh, <laughs> after step three, then we go to uh, round six. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then stage F. <laughs> yeah. Level two is next. Yeah, exactly. I look back fondly on stage three. I can't believe I thought that was so hard. 
Maybe they need to put me in a stage five so I appreciate what I've got. I don't know what that would be. You're not allowed out of bed. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're shot on sight if you step foot out of uh, the building. Your bedroom. Yeah. You're not allowed to yeah. talk to your partner even. Well, this is the thing. Like Everyone made such a big deal of New Zealand going to stage four straight away. Mm. And there was a lot of talk in Australia going like, oh my God, I can't believe they have it so bad. But like it worked and they're basically back to normal over there. If we had have gone to stage four straight away, people would have flipped the fuck out. Yeah. But like now we've been in stage four for... Well, yeah, we would have had like, I mean, like maybe two weeks of it and then you're good. We've been in stage four for months now and it's like, I guess the end is... Well, it's potentially in sight, but it's not soon. No. Yeah, it's all about perspective. Yeah, exactly. I've just acclimatized to it. I mean, right now they've announced that we get an extra hour's exercise, and that was big news for me. I was like, awesome. Yeah, because it's the one thing, basically, apart from uh, buying groceries that you're allowed to do to leave the house. Right, and I'm not the designated like grocery person, so it's like one person per couple may go to or like, you know, per house may go to the shop per day and just to like reduce the risk, my partner is always the person that does the grocery shopping now. So it's like my one reason to leave the house has been slightly extended. Yeah, exactly. So uh yeah, we got that and we got our quarantine, I mean sorry, our um curfew yeah, the curfew uh, extended by another hour, so it's like till 9pm instead of 8 that you can stay out till, mm-hmm. which, yay, it feels like very much <laughs> jail restrictions, you know, it's like, oh, you get like another hour. I was thinking it's hour. more like you've been good kids, like we'll go to the park for two hours and you can push your be- bedtime back an hour. <laughs> yeah. But, I that's mean, how it feels. Jail and, jail and being 11 have a lot in common. Oh, that's how it's like you guys have been really good this week you know you've listened to us all week so on Saturday you can have a later bedtime and you can spend two hours at the park with your friend yeah, one friend <laughs> we've got like another hour of rec time to soak it up but the the element I think that is going to be the most interesting is the concept of bubbles so they've introduced specifically for people who are living alone mm. so you can actually have some human contact you can nominate one other household to bubble with which means like you both say hey i'm going to go visit this person and this person only and only, so you can right. go have like some actual uh, face-to-face contact whereas previously it's only been people in uh what they call romantic relationships that have no, been allowed. No, I think it's intimate. Oh, intimate partners. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, intimate it's, partners. Because my which, dad, this has come up this week again, another dad chat. Yeah. I was like, oh, um, what are you doing this weekend? He's like, oh, I'm going out to see like a friend of his, a female friend. And I was like, are An you allowed? intimate partner of sorts. And he was like, well, we're intimate partners. And I was like, yeah. ooh, <laughs> I don't want to know that. Ooh. And he's like, what? That's what it's called. And I was like, oh, you don't have to put it that way. Ugh. And he's like, intimate it's- can mean a lot of things, Vicky. I was like, stop. <laughs> it doesn't, though. It, it, we know it really what we doesn't. all know what it means. I know. Yeah, I was like, I, me and you, father, have watched maths together. And we both know what she means when she asks if they've been intimate. And he's like, doesn't just mean that. I was like, enough, I'm hanging up. Yeah, it's the worst. Like, 
I don't know, somehow it would be better if Daniel Andrews, our, uh, you know, basically the one in charge, would came, yeah. come out and you say... You can visit like, your crush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you like, like someone, you can yeah. go visit them. If you like, like, or love, if someone would sing the K-I-S-S-I-N-G song about the two of you, you can visit them. <laughs> if it was just like, uh, you can go visit your... <laughs> <laughs> oh, a train going into a tunnel, champagne yeah, cork. Yeah. You're just like, you know, you can go visit, you know. But yeah, intimate partners is like the worst oh, definition they so could have given like, it. so like graphic and yet yeah. not, but yet is. Well, somehow, no, it, it's worse. Like if he's just like, fuck buddies are cool. I'd be like, right on. Like I, I get it. Yeah. But he's like, no, no, it's intimate. Like, it implies a sensual yeah, aspect to I know. It. <laughs> it does. It does. It's like gentleman caller. Yeah. Like, oh, you have to something lower like, the, You're only allowed over if you dim the lights and light some And put candles, candles on and then, like, give you an oiled massage. <laughs> like, yeah. Put some Chardé on the, on the Spotify. Yeah. Like, eat sushi off each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is... Uh, this isn't intimate enough. Come on. The lights could use a little less. Uh, yeah, yeah. These the, lights are the, way too bright. Yeah. <laughs> but for some um, reason, if he was like, well, she's my girlfriend, I'm allowed. I'd be like, well, yeah, fair enough. But he's like, she's my intimate partner. I was like, Ugh. Yeah. I guess they don't want to use the term partner in general because that's a little what, too broad. What, I'm hanging broad. out with all my, if you're what, from my business, my business partner? You know, yeah. Like I've, I've got a start up that I'm uh, working on and yeah. all the, uh, my fellow programmers are going to be coming over tonight. Like, well, technically they're partners, but you, that, you know that's not what we meant. Yeah, well, but my law firm be... partners, Johnson, Johnson, Mason and Goff are coming over. <laughs> that's right, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I know. Again, next, uh, next quarantine, we've got to look at this terminology. I know they're flying by the seat of their pants here, but... yeah. There's clearly room for improvement is all I'm oh, saying. Oh, definitely. I, uh, yeah, I really uh, recommend thinking that through. I think if you like, like someone is the best way to go about it. I also don't mind you can visit your crush. But what if you're actually in a relationship? That's the problem. And you've got like, a crush on someone else? Well, I mean, I think one of those is going to end pretty quick. No, but like you could be in a marriage that is, you know, you're past the honeymoon phase, you know, like would you still classify that person as your crush? Oh, right. I see what you're saying. I thought you were like, my partner might be like, well, I'm on my way out. I'm like, where are you going? Like, to see my crush? I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. ah, hang on. <laughs> I can, I, am I allowed to bubble with Blake Lively? Uh, I'm yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> hang on a minute. I've got questions. Yeah. <laughs> One of those relationships may not be lasting very long. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, would he still call me his crush? Or have yeah. we progressed upon that? Let I, me I ask feel him. like you're past the crush stage. Would you call me your crush? He said no, angrily. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I don't think he is your crush. What was that? Or I don't think you're his crush. Uh, yeah, I, I guess you guys are in agreement there. Maybe you guys should bubble. You guys obviously would agree about a lot of things. You can hang out. What about to revisit Insane Ramblings past? You, you can go visit your fellow datee. Yeah, fellow datee. Yeah, I, I like that. Your fellow datee. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you would go to the movies with just them, you can visit them. No, because again, like intimate partners can be like mm. just sex. 
It's like, you know, you don't okay, have to yeah, have that true. other level of relationship. Fair enough. Yeah, okay, I see. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall in the meeting where they came up with that term. Because do you know that all these kind of things were uh, brought up? And it's like, well, what, what about fuck are, buddies? No, 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 yeah. no, no. Like, well, what about like You can go partner. visit your friends with... Yeah, do they bring up you can visit your friends with benefits or your partner or... Like, but if it's a partner, we might confuse everybody that loves Westerns. They call everybody partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of cowboys that you can go visit now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If you would greet them by saying howdy, you can go to their house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I feel like this idea of the bubbles is really going to be um, cause for a lot of tricky conversations, right? Because... For uh, people like myself who are in shared accommodation, well, you've got to decide who's your ultimate bubble. Who exactly? Gets, who gets to choose? Like, like is your mum more important than Julian's mum? That's the question. We're not all going to be able to agree. Like, it seems unfair if I can go visit my family and he can't go visit his. And uh, similarly, my other roommate, she's already going to see her boyfriend so is that automatically our bubble yeah i don't know uh, like sub rules like it doesn't sound like we each get our own bubble because that's not a bubble anymore i mean do you kind of have someone that you all kind of know but no one's particularly close to like i don't know maybe your bubble's gonna have to be like your landlord or something it's like oh yeah we all know him (laughs) and none of us we're all equidistant from him our property manager we definitely, we can hardly get on to him when we want to. He's not going to want to bubble with us. <laughs> also, I don't know if he's that much fun. Yeah, that's true. But who's, is there anyone that's like, I guess we all know this person, but none of us are particularly close to them? Well, even if it was just like, because uh, me and Julian are going to be on our own soon. Our third roommate is moving out at the end of the month. So yeah. Oh, wow, just, really? Even if it's just the two of us, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be impossible to find someone that we both want to agree on, but they will also want to bubble with us because, uh, yeah. for instance, like just say we choose a high well, school again, friend. If you chose your property manager, he's probably <laughs> not like, I've been waiting to hang out with you guys from your yeah, emails about what's broken in the apartment. You guys sound like a lot of fun. He probably wants to go hang out with his girlfriend, if I had to guess. <laughs> But like, yeah, just say we chose like a friend from high school, like Steve, right? We're all Mm -hmm. good friends. He is going to want to go see his family. Definitely. He's like, oh, what if I want to bubble with my mum? But she's like, oh, I kind of want to see your brother. Well, I was thinking that about (laughs) you and your sister. Like your sister lives a lot closer to your mum. So I feel like your mum has the ultimate choice here. It's literally Sophie's choice. I guess one of you doesn't die though. Yeah, maybe not literally, but if it comes down to me or my sister, I know my sister and my mum are going to pick each other. That's Definitely. Just, it's the given. My mum's already yeah. chosen her boyfriend, so... But even, like, I can't pick you and, like, if I want to pick you, if I can convince Julian to do that, then you have to convince your boyfriend to pick to us To not as see well. his family. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this isn't... I don't know. It's not going to work. No. But I, I do like the awkward conversations, like when people are like... Do you want to... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking a lot about this and I think I want to take this to the next level. Will you Will you bubble with me? Like, 
Ooh. I should have gone in a day earlier. Yeah, I already agreed to bubble with Julian. Sorry. It's so Ooh. awkward. I've already visited him, so we can't undo it. it like, yeah, no taxi backsies. Yeah, you know how it works. we've had the first visit, so can't re-bubble. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know you, you and Julian were that close, but no, that's, that's, that's fine. fine. You do you. <laughs> I'm not going to judge, but Julian, wow, interesting. All right, I guess see where I stand. <laughs> So the night, like 11.59 when the bubble begins, yeah. will you and your housemates be like rushing out to be the first person at someone else's house to be like, sorry, our bubble's set. <laughs> Is that how it works? It's like the first person that... We've already like bubbled. Imp- it's like a duckling being born, imprinting on it, whatever it sees. It's like now that's its mum. Well, like you can't first- have more than one bubble. So I guess the first person who bubbles, you're like, well, damn it. That's our bubble now. Yeah, I think I think we found a loophole. <laughs> no, I, I, I do think, like, if my neighbour just like rushes into my apartment, well, I, that's what I was like afraid I, of. I was like, yeah. if I let the mailman in to use the bathroom, he's like, you fool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been incredibly lonely, and you're the first person to let. Not me even in. that. I, he's just like, I, I'm just a misanthrope. I want to fuck with you. <laughs> Just because someone's your bubble doesn't mean you have to constantly bubble with them. No, that's what I'm saying, but I can't bubble with anyone else. So this guy's just like, ha ha, I've <laughs> yeah, bubbled with you. and <laughs> You'll ring me up and you're like, Ben, I convinced uh, my boyfriend we're going to bubble with you. It's like, sorry, you're the like, mailman sorry, the mailman <laughs> snuck in. in. <laughs> like, exactly. Uh, I hear uh, that's a uh, pretty common event. The milkman bubbled with our next door neighbour. You know how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) The milkman. I didn't realise it was 1950 in your building. I wish we still had milkmen. Yeah, agreed. I'm on this. I am here for this. Did you have milk delivered when you were a kid? Uh, No, we didn't. I know that you guys had like a a box of like I want to say fruit, veggie and milk from like Farm Fresh or something delivered. Yeah, but even before like the vegetable thing, we had milk like all throughout our childhood. You just put an esky outside and mm. then milk would show up at like 6 a.m. that morning. And it's like sweet. It's like Yeah, no, amazing. I'm definitely with you. I feel like the amount of men, like hyphen men. <laughs> <laughs> like now fire men. man, police man. Yeah, thank man. you. We've lost a lot of important ones that I would not mind bringing back. Who else have we lost? Like the trash guy, like. The trash guy used to like, oh, no, that's not true. I thought he used to like come into your house and take your trash, which would the, be awesome. No way. But no, I just made that up in my dream world. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading from my book of utopia again. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you want strange men to do your uh, garbage for you? Well, like, yeah, if someone came into my house and took my garbage out, that would be the best. Un- unless he uh, is now bubbling with you and you're like, shit, I really should have with uh, the garbage man. Through. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I could talk my partner into bubbling with you. Babe, who do you want to bubble with? (laughs) So you can only choose one other household that we're allowed to visit. No, no, no. I live here, idiot. Like, probably between your family and Ben. Oh, jeez, really? If you can only visit one person, that's who you pick. Difficult topic. I didn't get chosen. Is that the just... You got chosen over his family, but then once he realised the concept, his best friend came into it. So, oh, yeah, that's the problem. Where it's unless you're like a family of like, um, it's like here's like a platoon. What do you call it? Like the the typical f- like nuclear family. Nuclear family. Thank you. I was thinking of like 
plutonium family or something. I'm like, that's not <laughs> oh a thing. Oh my God. I want to be a plutonium family. I want to be a radium family. You can see us at night. Yeah, it's much like a But our teeth nuclear, fall out. Right. It's much like a nuclear family, but you've got an extra arm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, a typical nuclear family might find it easier to pick another nuclear family because it's like yeah. everyone kind of has one person to hang out with. But if you've got like any kind of shared accommodation, no way are you going to be able to make this agreement. Oh, agreed. I'm so glad it's just a couple like me and my partner. Like at least we're going to be kind of looking out for each other when we make the decision. Whereas like housemates, it's like we don't like at least my partner and I have met each other's friends and I get along pretty well with his friends and stuff like that and met each other's families. But it's like if you're in a housemate, you don't know half the people they know. No, exactly. And, so and th- like they don't necessarily have to give a shit about you. They just live in your house. They're not necessarily your friend. Yeah, and I feel like it's going to come down to the kind of situation where essentially out of spite and or fairness, we just end up choosing no one. Because That's what like, I'm saying. It'll be some equidistant, like, random person. But it's not going to be anyone because they're not going to want to pick us either. That's true. Yeah. So it's like, fine, nothing's changed. <laughs> right, essentially. But it's much like a very uh, MySpace, like, top seven situation. Yeah. We're really going to know where we stand. And especially in family-type environments where it's like, well, now I have to pick between you and your sister, you and your brother, that kind of thing. We are going to find out who the favourites are. So <laughs> get ready for that part of it. That That's entertaining, at least. <laughs> I'm just here for the um, uh, shit show. <laughs> well, fortunately, my partner's brother lives with his family. So they've only got one son that doesn't live at home at the moment. So... Yeah. Oh, uh, that could be controversial, though, because they might want a friend. My partner's whole family of origin will have to choose him. Like a brother might go rogue and want a friend or like one of the parents might go rogue and want another like couple of friends to come over. Yeah, unless there's an official log. Like if you have to go to a website or something and nominate another family, yeah, then maybe I can see this, you know, actually being something that people try and uh, use properly. But mm. if it's just all the honor system then all bets are off the table. No one's doing this properly. Like, (laughs) it's just impossible. Like, they really should have just left it. Well, I guess, like, for now, it's for people living alone. But Mm. I think just to avoid the awkward social implications, you're better off just going, like... Don't even try because we're going to tear families <laughs> apart in the process. <laughs> well, yeah, mine's like I'm probably not anyone's good enough friend to be their top choice. Like I've got good friends, but I feel like most of them will have someone else to choose ahead of me. If not family, then somebody else. I mean, I'd be happy to choose you, but I know that Aww. I'm not going to be able to convince like everyone in the household to do that. <laughs> I feel like Jules gets something out of my company. You feel like you can't talk Jules into me? I don't know. Like, I also wonder, like, my mum is probably going to want to see me. And then whoever we end up with, the new roommate, um, is that yeah, going to be part of the want? deal where I'm, like, showing them around the house via Do Zoom? I need to be there? You're like, this is also the girl we're bubbling with. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, oh, is that your girlfriend? No? No, it's, my, it's, uh, it's our bubble. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you guys can hang out with my partner as well. 
Um, but yeah, anyway, should be interesting. It looks like we'll be doing remote podcasts at least until for November. At least in the month or so. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this has been a big boon for the sellers of the Switch. Not Mike foremostly because obviously everyone's buying them up like they're going out of fashion any kind of technology that plays games and allows you to play games online has been selling off the shelves yeah you're talking about nintendo switch yes yeah but also because now you and i are allowed to from sunday spend two hours in a park together not exercising and so the people that made the switch ads are like our dreams are finally coming true oh yeah because as much as (laughs) oh god well, from the moment they revealed that thing, it's people hanging out on a rooftop together playing Mario Kart. And yeah. we all kind of go, all right, that looks fun, but no one's ever actually going to do that in real life. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, the Switch in real life is nothing like what you've advertised. In real life, it sits in someone's house and they probably play it alone or with another person or online. But yeah. now the Switch is like, like, the people that invented it are like, I told you. Yeah, Japan this saw is. this uh, coming and they were like... <laughs> You may not do this for another three years, but mark our words, you will all be hanging out in public playing that thing because it's the uh, only way you can see your friend. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> and uh, as is tradition now, alongside our quarantine update, we also have to get to <laughs> run chat. <laughs> Yours sounds like you're doing erotic asphyxiation. Hey, you would know. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, nothing new to report, really. I oh. made my 10 <laughs> You made me do that K. whole intro for nothing? It's hilarious. What other reason do I need? I made my 10K PB. I've never run 10Ks before, so that was very exciting. Well, this is what I wanted to uh, ask you about because mm. you've been following... One of my legs doesn't work now, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, you've been following this uh, this app to train you. And so mm-hmm. seemingly, I don't understand the routine, but it's like one day you have to go three kilometers, one day you have to go five kilometers, one day you have to go three kilometers again, now you have to go 10 kilometers. It seemingly mm-hmm. just spins the roulette wheel, picks a number and it's like... <laughs> let's make this uh, woman in Australia run and it'll be fun. <laughs> like, is, I assume yep. there's more of a science to it, but it, from yeah. what I can observe. So usually there's like one recovery run, which is like the shorter one that you're supposed to do faster. So you get up to your race pace, but for shorter distances. And then there's one that's like sprint, like fartleks or interval training or whatever you like to call them or wind sprints where you sprint, jog, sprint, jog to get used to doing faster speeds. So I can speed up how long I can stay faster. And then there's the distance, like to literally just get your body used to going that far in general. So that's why there's those three things. And do you think this is working? Because last time you were talking about the uh, the effects of stretching, how if you weren't stretching for a good half an hour after each run, you would be feeling it the next day, like mm-hmm. throughout your entire body. Mm-hmm. Like, are you not pushing yourself too much? Because, like, I've been running this whole quarantine. It's, like, almost coming up to six months now. And uh, I know I couldn't run 10 kilometers. If an (laughs) app told me, hey, Ben, run 10 kilometers tomorrow, I'm not doing it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I've improved immeasurably. But I still know the limits, right? Like, 
You, you definitely won. You seemingly running. are completely dictated by whatever the phone is telling you to do. Yeah, and I'm sure they find it hilarious. And when my dead mangled body is found, they'll be like, I guess we pushed this too far. <laughs> yeah, but you act like this was tailor made for you. Like, if you had like an actual trainer looking at you going, like, here's your BMI or here's like your fitness level, whatever. Maybe I would put some stock into it. But well, see, you tell the app. Yeah. I feel like, would you, tr- okay, who would you trust more, a human or a robot? Well, it depends on the scenario. <laughs> Don't you lie to me. Definitely a robot. No, because a robot, like, is not going to analyze the nuances of, like, oh, Vicky's knees are about to give out. It's just going to be like, <laughs> has she run this desired length or not? Well, no, because you tell it how much you weigh how tall you are, the longest distance you've done before, how quick you've done your longest distance and your shortest distance. And then it takes all of your previous runs that you've logged and it comes up with a training plan to get you to do the distance that you want at the speed you want. Does it tell you how much cartilage you've got left in your knees? Do you have to tell it the you know amount of yes. time that you can uh, run at this intensity before you pass out? Like I feel like there's a <laughs> couple more important You have to lay down factors. and like scan the phone right over yeah. your body. <laughs> well, yeah, the entirety of today, not my knees. My knees are fine. I'm lucky that I've got pretty good knees. Touch wood. They're getting fucked this week. Now I've said that. But um, my hip, like I've had my whole leg wrapped in ice after the 10Ks. Like it was like a piece of Christmas ham because as soon as I finished the 10Ks, I could barely walk. Well, this is what I'm getting at. Like, it's I admire that you're able to actually achieve the goal and you're, like, pushing yourself. It's worth it. Is it, though? Like, yeah. are you going to be paralyzed okay. by the end of this? Well, how if someone said to me, you'll run 10Ks, but you won't be able to walk for three weeks, worth it. But what if tomorrow it says you're going to run another 10Ks? Like you I guess get, it's I run 10 case. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I feel like, uh, yes, you will have achieved an impressive number of, uh, you know, kilometers at the end of all of this, but, but also she died be dead doing at 35. What, <laughs> she died doing what she tolerated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Her one hour of, uh, government organized exercise. Like pretty much she died doing what, the only thing she was really allowed to do that she hated while she was doing it because it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> if I said to you, you will definitely run 10Ks, yeah. how long a penalty of not being able to walk properly would you take? If I said, yes, like you will do 10Ks and finish 10Ks strong, but you'll be limping for a month, would that be worth it to no, you? No, no way. <laughs> that is ridiculous. I was thinking like, I don't know, like two hours, a month, fuck off. Why would I why would I give up the ability to walk? I don't care about like yes, it's like an impressive feat to be able to tell people like oh yeah, I ran 10k's while we we're in lockdown. But that's the extent of it. Like I'm not suddenly becoming so iron man. No, but I really had my heart set on this goal. It was a big one to me. Well, like it, it was Father's Day, the day I did it. My partner well, even told like his 96-year-old grandpa that I was about to go do it. So I was like, well, a- fuck. Like I can't not now. As I got to, like, my hips started hurting quite badly around kilometre six. And I was like a 96-year-old World War II veteran who didn't seem to remember my name necessarily thinks that I'm doing this today. Like, I can't not finish. (laughs) You just said that he doesn't even recognise your name. Like, 
Doesn't he, matter. He doesn't care that you didn't or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to make my partner a liar to a 96-year-old World War II veteran. I feel like it's um, different if it was an intentional lie or not. If if you talk to his grandpa the next time and you're like, oh, I didn't make the 10Ks that day, but I'll get there. I don't think he's going to be like, oh, He'd be like, you're key. weak. You're a failure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. <laughs> well, what if you told your, your grandpa's pretty tough? What if your sister like was just chatting to your grandpa and he's like, she was like, oh, he's like, you know, how's Ben? And um, she's like, oh, last I heard he was planning to run 10Ks today. How would you feel having to go back to him and be like, I didn't make it? I think he would probably say, oh, you've got to be careful. I ran 10Ks when I was 30 and I haven't... uh, I had to have both my legs replaced. I don't know if you guys noticed, but they're both titanium. (laughs) I've had 17 knee reconstructions since. (laughs) Maybe stick to uh, the four kilometres. That seems to be a good limit. (laughs) So you don't think he would be disappointed to hear you didn't make it? No, and also, even if he was disappointed, he's forgotten that like half an hour later. He has moved on. He's not dwelling on my failure. See, I feel like my partner's grandparents are the opposite. Not much is happening in their lives, so they tend to remember what we're up to. <laughs> That's the one thing they're fixating on. Like, pretty much. They like don't have much to think about, so they're always asking my partner, like, how's your book going? Which is kind of just like a hobby to pass the time while he's in isolation. But I guess, like... Again, what have they got to talk about? <laughs> well, maybe it's on him to bring up a new topic. I don't know. <laughs> well, he did. Me. <laughs> so now the now, pressure's on. Yeah, forevermore. They'll have to be, uh, how's Vicky's 10 kilometers going? And he'll be like, great, she did it, um, but she can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on run chat, I uh, did have a bit of an eventful run this week. Mm-hmm. I uh, went to my usual track, the tan. And uh, mm-hmm. I've mentioned in the past that since quarantine, there's been a pretty high police and military presence there. Uh, just they'll be. I thought pre- you were going to say there's been an upsurge in people using it. I'm like, including you. I thought oh. you were trying to be like a, a tan snob for a second there. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I remember. I thought you're like, oh, these weekend warriors coming out in quarantine. I've got fingers, and they're appointed. I would imagine that that has definitely been the case. But since I never ran it before, I really exactly. don't have the... Uh, <laughs> You're one of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the before to compare it to. However, since the the new five kilometer restrictions, you can't go more than five Ks from your house have been implemented. Uh, it is a bit lighter. Yeah, that's true. Uh, obviously, I live right on the beach. Yeah. And the main, the main running trail here runs along the beach. And the only reason I like to run there is because you don't have to stop for lights and stuff, which always like messes with everything. Yeah. But yeah, when there was no five-kilometer restriction, it was packed. And yeah, same. It's a bit lighter, but I can't say it's a lot lighter now. But yeah, any kind of nice track with a nice view is packed tight at the moment Uh, yeah until gyms open again i think that'll basically be the case and that at least seems like november at the earliest yeah do you reckon you'll stick to running yeah yeah like probably not (laughs) (laughs) probably not as much as i have been like i might go down to every other day or something like that um because you at the moment are are the much superior runner you can outrun me by one to two minutes per kilometer so if you slow down 
like literally and metaphorically <laughs> in your running, I might be able to catch you. I feel like I can cut out two or three times a week and not lose everything that I've gained during the uh, the quarantine. But yeah, I guess we'll see. I just need a tiny window. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, yeah, there's always been, at least for the last month or so, a pretty significant police presence patrolling the track, I guess just mm. making sure people have got their masks and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I went this weekend and it was the most police I've ever seen in my life. Like I was counting at least 30 police vehicles and uh, probably even more if you include unmarked cars and stuff. Well, that was like a protest, right? Uh, yeah, so I didn't know, but obviously when I oh, got okay. closer, it was uh, pretty obvious that there was a protest going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it turns out it was for anti-lockdown. Mm-hmm. Which again, don't get me wrong, I am definitely anti-lockdown. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. I, Are you anti-coronavirus? Because I feel I'm like, also anti-coronavirus. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm trying to get at. It's not like I am pro-lockdown. I don't love lockdown. I just hate coronavirus more than I love more than I hate lockdown. I guess. And that's the thing. That's why this is such a stupid protest because you can like just say you get a thousand people there. I think it was about mm. like even I less think than like three hundred. I heard. Okay, it was hard to see through all the police, essentially. It was probably yeah. as many police as there were protesters, if that's the case then. But you could say, all right, yes, we've got a thousand people out for this cause, but mm. just look at the millions of people not here. Like, because it's a protest based on being inside or outside... You're never mm. going to win that fight. Like, unless you've got literally <laughs> 50% or more of the population joining you, mm. you're always going to be able to say, well, more people are back home not wanting what not you're asking doing for. doing this. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, oh, some people couldn't make it today. Like, no one's doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly no one's busy. Yeah, exactly. Maybe there's a few people that are not able to make it because of the... Um, five kilometer rules and stuff but mm. like you're not allowed to gather that many people in public anyway you're breaking the rules to be there so like that's obviously not a big enough of a deterrent if you're willing to risk a fine to to protest so mm. yeah it's i don't know what the right way to get attention is but that's definitely not it because <laughs> you can always be like well here's the other protest Everyone else. Everyone's at home. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I think also they're misunderstanding. Like, again, it's not that the rest of us love lockdown. I don't want to be locked down. Of course not. But I prefer it to spreading coronavirus willy-nilly. Uh, yeah. And the way to get out of lockdown is to get rid of coronavirus. So it's... Exactly. Yeah. No, I just think it makes it sound like the rest of us are like... I love lockdown. I can't wait for this to continue. Like, well, obviously not. Everyone yeah. hates lockdown. It's just, I hate it less than killing people. It's the whole argument with abortion, how they call it pro-life if you are for uh, yeah, anti-abortion. <laughs> it's like, no yeah. one isn't pro-life. Yeah, we're all pro-life. It's just, in what way? Whose life and how? Yeah, everyone is pro-life. We're not arguing that point. We're just like, <laughs> why do you get the the name that sounds like, you know, you're doing the right thing? <laughs> I don't know. Pro-choice sounds like a good name. 
I guess, yeah, well, everyone should also, be pro-choice. Everyone should well. be pro-choices. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, like I did one lap of the park and mm-hmm. the first time there was like a huge police presence, a big sea of protesters, all that kind of stuff. Second lap, no one there. They had like moved people <laughs> on so quickly. So, well, what was funny was like we heard through different Facebook groups and stuff of the local area and like people just chatting and neighbours and stuff that um, they decided to move on to St Kilda. So they went via like Albert Park and then moved on apparently to St Kilda. But there were so few people to begin with that as numbers dropped down, like we couldn't even tell who was them by the time they got here. Yeah, that's that's a sad protest. <laughs> like if you start out with, you know, 300 and then, uh, you know, a third kind of drop off in your second venue <laughs> and then like, you know, two thirds drop off in your third venue. We didn't even see like a group of giant people. It's like, okay, I guess you guys really dispersed by the time you got this far. Yep. Yeah. And the other um, difficulty that I've been having lately, I don't know if it's just because the weather's, the weather's heating up a bit or whatever it is, but we're in like the uh, most hand sanitizery part of our entire lives. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I reckon, like, it's not an exaggeration to say I've used 10,000% more hand sanitizer in the last six months than I have in any point of my life previously. <laughs> oh, I'm a big hand sanitizer user. Just, yeah, I've got my reasons, but I've always been a sanitizer, so cannot relate. I've always been a sanitizer. <laughs> Feel free to ask me your questions. I'm the guru of sanitization because I've been doing this. I used to, I always carried the little bottles around with me. Yeah, no, I, I remember that. I, uh, all right, tell me, how do you deal now that you're a big sanitizer and runner? Mm. Like you rub it into your skin and it kind of dissolves a little bit. But mm-hmm. as soon as I start running and it starts to sweat, it's like it turns back into the goo. You've got bad sanitizer, my maybe, friend. Maybe I don't I do. have this problem. I think you do. I'm just using what our um, apartment block provides. Like there's a little you know, squirt pump at the entrance to the to the uh, building. So when I leave, I just you know do my hate spritz. the sanitizer, not the cleanliness, Ben. That's what I've always said. <laughs> <laughs> hate the sanitizer, not the sanitization. Yeah, because it's like I don't know. I feel like I just have to stop doing it and like I'll sanitize on the way back in or something because yeah I do not have that problem I think they've cheaped out on you probably because I'm using it like <laughs> five times a day and there's a lot of people in this building if uh, they, they've got to be going through a shitload of the stuff I'm sure it's not the most expensive <laughs> version that they could get yeah luckily we don't have to shake hands with anyone at the moment because they would be like why have you got like gooey, squirt, sweaty hands all day? It's <laughs> Why are you shaking hands with people after you've been running anyway? No, I'm, I'm just, just saying, generally like, gross after I've been running. Uh, well, I, I mean, I haven't been... I don't know what the running etiquette is in a non-quarantine situation, so maybe it wouldn't come up, but I'm just... Don't <laughs> touch people after you've been running. I feel like it's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good to know, good to know. Like, you got offended once when I said I was walking to your house. You're like, ugh, are you going to bring a cl- change of clothes? Are you going to shower? Like, I was walking. I, was, I didn't yeah, even get sweaty. Was, I don't understand that. You, so you, why are you touching people after you run? Well, you should take your own, you know, take some of your own advice. Bring a change of clothes and all that so we don't have to deal with this shit. I'm just saying, Ben, if you think through it, if I would want Vicky to shower after this, then I shouldn't be touching other people. That should be your rule of thumb. Then I'm never going to touch anyone again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Which may be true. not the worst thing. 
<laughs> I don't hate it. <laughs> It'll stop COVID. Do your part. All right. Before we uh, finish up today, I uh, want to delve into uh, our reoccurring advice segment. Basically, <laughs> we uh, we look through the deep dark portions of Reddit and find the people mm-hmm. who are most in dire need of our advice. Uh, this one I found just before the show and this person desperately needs someone to chime in on this. <laughs> I, 36-year-old male, catfished my wife, 37-year-old female, pretending to be Jason Manzukis, 47 yeah, I thought he was going to go male. Derulo, but okay. No. <laughs> So, that's where I went with the Jason. Does everyone, do you know who Jason Manzukis is? I don't. I, that's probably why I went okay. to Rulo. I feel like I was going to go, what's his name? Momoa as well would be second cab off the rank. <laughs> In terms of uh, Jason's, if you had to pick one. Yeah, but I'm just saying when you said Jason, the, my mind completed Derulo. But that could be because all of the years of Jason Derulo singing his own name is kind of set my neural autocorrect. Yeah, exactly. Jason Manzukis is... You'd know him if you see him. He's an American comedian. Well, I know he's a 47-year-old male. Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> he's like uh, in a lot of movies and TV shows like Parks and Recreation. Um, oh, I do know the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. know who you mean. Yes. Like the main role that comes to mind when I think of him is he's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine as Adrian Pimento. Yeah, that's how I finally worked out who you meant, yes. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, it's kind of like a little scruffy-looking guy. Um, Well, they make him in Brooklyn Nine-Nine just due to his looks like like homicidally insane, essentially, is his character. Yeah, like he's not, like you were saying, like Jason Momoa and all these like leading men types. He's not that. He's kind of like... Well, get wrecked, Jason Monzukas. No, but I think that's... Take that. No, I, I hope he hears this. He's going to be reading this on mean tweets. I think he would agree with me <laughs> because that's what... I think it's key to this um, story that you're about to I think to he would agree that you're shitting all over his dreams. You feel like he's the... Uh, what's it called? Kidman? What's her name? Antonio Antonio Kidman? Kidman? That's a deep cut. Go like, back and listen to podcast number like eight. Two if you or were. something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like believable enough that they might contact you. Like it's not like, yeah. Exactly. Right. Ben still is reaching out to you. Yeah. You've hit the nail on the head. So let's just dive right into it. The title makes me sound like a terrible person, but hear me it out. It sure does. <laughs> My wife and I were joking about our celebrity crushes and hall pass celebrities. Mine was Beyonce, who I'm obviously never going to meet. Hers was Jason Menzukis. I was like, that's weird. I would expect a Hemsworth or something, but okay. Then she was like, yeah, we went to the same college, Middlebury, but 10 oh, years apart. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, okay. She said that whenever events open up again, she might go to a reunion event and meet Jason Menzukis. <laughs> okay. I couldn't tell she was kidding. <laughs> and this was starting to feel a little too real. So I created a fake Middlebury alum email address and emailed her about a new program for Middlebury alums to mentor each other. I told her that she was assigned to Jason Menzukis. She was thrilled. Your wife is dumb. (laughs) I don't think that's dumb. I think that, you know, she was in a situation where it's like, I might possibly have contact with this guy. Yeah, but like then... Was it like the very next day? Like if I said to you, like, oh, my whole pass would be... 
Guy Ritchie and then suddenly it's like, oh, that's weird. Like the following day, Guy Ritchie emailed me about needing someone who looks like me in a film. What are the chances? Yeah, it doesn't Life's say. Life's just a funny coincidence. <laughs> he doesn't say how long it was between uh, her bringing it up. Okay, because and... I was like, it was the, like the following day, I'd be a bit suspicious. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely a factor, but it's also one of those situations, I reckon, because she wants to meet him, you're kind of like your desire to for it to be true overrides any like logical any, yeah. part of your brain. Anyway, I, I'm on board that she totally believes that Jason Manzoukas <laughs> is mentoring her. Uh, the letter continues. She was thrilled, so I've been exchanging emails with her from Jason Manzoukas. It was incredibly sad to see that it got flirtatious fast. <laughs> well, he shouldn't have brought up hall passes. <laughs> well, but you, you can't pick for a hall pass a celebrity that you potentially can have a affair what? with. Like, What's the point then? It's just a fun thing. It's Do you think like, celebrities it's not... are like, my whole pass is Brad Pitt and they're like, you're working with him next week. <laughs> so, yeah. It's too close time. Think, like, well, it's get... a whole pass. Do you think their whole pass is like someone whose celebrity hall pass is Brad Pitt? <laughs> yes. My wife isn't really very sexually active with me, so lust got the better of me. I've been sending her headless nudes of some hairy guy I found on Google, and she's been sending nudes back. Wow! <laughs> so she's kind of having an affair. It's not, though! You allowed? This is her free pass! Yeah, it's, it's like the Pina Colada song, but more fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but also, not fucked up, because you said she could, so I'm on her side. Yeah, but no one thinks that when you make your uh, hall pass that it's actually a possibility. Like, Well, then I that's think... silly, isn't it? <laughs> People should <laughs> take their word more seriously. Uh, well, yeah. Like, if you say to me, when the world ends, you can eat my corpse, I'm not going to like be like, oh, my God, the world ended. I can't believe it. But Ben didn't really mean it. I'll start. First to of death. all. <laughs> Weird. Oh, okay. I thought I didn't realize you were talking about like out of desperation. You really made it sound like I've just been looking for an excuse to eat you. <laughs> I mean, starters I have, and that's yeah. a great one because no one's going to frown upon me if I was like I was desperate. <laughs> yeah. If you're like, look, if we both go down in a plane crash and I die, you can eat me. I would not be then in a plane crash like yeah but he didn't know that this was really gonna happen he was just joking i'd be eating you <laughs> is that the same situation i don't know exactly the same mm, okay i don't know how you can't see the similarities it's a problem on your end that's for sure i know this sounds insane but i kind of want to go with it as this is the most sexual i've been with my wife in a while it's a bit soul crushing though because i'm pretending to be jason manzoukas <laughs> Is it absolutely necessary that I fess up? As weird as it is, how long could I continue with this? Oh, my gosh. I think you should both find new partners. I hope she finds Jason Manzoukas. I really want to know how much time he spends, like, Googling appropriate <laughs> nudes online. It's like, oh, this guy doesn't look hairy enough to be Jason Manzoukas. Did he find, like, ideally, if you know that this was going to be a long-term thing, You'd you would find file. one guy. Oh, right. I'm going to just find like, his a lot of nudes. Yeah. That's that true. That you could, like, keep sending. But, like, like almost his, like, that... porn star doppelganger or something. 
Yeah, but... <laughs> Surely he wasn't thinking that hard when he started is the problem. No, he's just like, I'll just send this one photo. And now he's like, all right, well, not only do I have to find people who plausibly look like Jason Manzoukas, I have to find, find ones that look that... similar enough to each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's gotten himself into quite a pickle. I feel like you do have to come clean. Absolutely. But it's, it's not going to end well for anyone. I think this relationship is definitely on its last legs. Yeah, but who's more in the wrong? Him. Is it though? Because like... It's a whole I, pass, Ben. You can't be like, oh, whole passes are just jokes. You absolutely can. No, you can't. <laughs> Like if he, okay, if he as himself asks her, are you uh, having an affair with Jason Manzoukas? And she's like, yes, he's my hall pass of you said I could. Yes, I think then she's in the right. So that's what he should do to test it first. Be like, something fishy's going on. Are you seeing Jason Manzoukas? (laughs) (laughs) And if she denies it. Who are you emailing? I get the weird feeling it's Jason Manzoukas is what he should ask. Yeah. Like he could like pretend, oh, I saw like this headless hairy guy pop up on your phone. Who is this guy? Yeah. Are you emailing Jason Manzoukas? Yeah. If she gets defensive about it, then you can be like, aha. I knew it. I knew you were cheating. But if she's like, oh, that's just Jason Manzoukas' penis. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see the problem. Then you're in the wrong. For not making your sarcastic slash joke voice clearly distinguishable from your, no, this is a serious binding contract voice. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I don't know if we learn any lessons from this. Maybe don't. Well, I Cat think... your wife is a good one. Whatever has happened and is happening in this relationship, it's not good. To end up here, things were not going good and they're definitely not going any better now. <laughs> so I wouldn't say this is like... Yeah, you definitely weren't going well to begin with, and then this was not a top tactic to change that. No, but good luck to him. So if your marriage is failing, don't pretend to be Jason Manzoukas, I guess. I feel like just even if your marriage is going great, don't pretend to be Jason Manzoukas. (laughs) It's uh, only going to be a road to disaster. The only person who should be Jason Manzoukas is Jason Manzoukas. There you go. There's words to live by. (laughs) I do. I'm living by them right now. Here I am, not pretending to be Jason Manzoukas. <laughs> Can't call me a hypocrite. I take my own advice. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can email me, Ben, at insaneramblings.net. You can email me, Vicky, at insaneramblings.net. Podcast at insaneramblings.net will find us also. You can find us on Facebook for little shareables, clips behind the scenes, and to uh, communicate with us, facebook.com slash insaneramblings. And if you're a Middlebury alum, you can email me, Jason Manzoukas at... <laughs> Middlebury alum, I guess. <laughs> yeah, did he buy a whole domain for that? That's like a lot of commitment. <laughs> Just to see a nude of your own wife, that's tough. <laughs> Jump on iTunes where you can rate, review and subscribe so every new episode is automatically downloaded for you. And we are also available on Spotify and Amazon. Away Seaboat. Away Seaboat. Uh, I got to the bottom of the mystery. It was Julian's door that was slammed. Oh, damn. Yeah, I thought it was Ting's because it was like so loud, but 
Jeez, like the, the other side of the, the apartment house. that loud. Did Was Jules in the room? Yeah. Like, where was he? He was just opening his door and I guess because the lounge room door was open. Like slammed it. it. Jeez, did he get like the fright yeah. of his life? I don't know. Like I went and like, hey, what happened? Like what was that loud bang? Like, what was do you it mean? Your door or something. <laughs> what yeah, loud he bang? barely registered what I was talking about. It was so loud in <laughs> your like, room. I, like, I thought it was like a bird yeah. flying into your windows or something. <laughs> so I don't know how he was like, what do you mean? I barely heard it. Yeah, like I mean, he was playing games, so maybe he was just like distracted or something. Yeah. Like he knew what I was talking about when I finally pressed him on it. But I would have thought that it, he would have been like, "Oh my god, yeah, how crazy was that? That was like the loudest thing ever." He he seemed completely unfazed. Ting didn't seem to notice it at all. Like, what the hell is going on? Like, the, there's going to be a fire in this apartment, and uh, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, just." Uh, do you think we should tell Ben? Nah, I'm sure he's. he's <laughs> well, that was like the time um, a friend of ours who was living across the road texted me to tell me, like, hey, your house is on fire. I feel like we should get into that story on the okay. podcast. Insane ramblings.